television on the networks. Take me out of context, take me out of here. Put the windows down, speak it out, really tune it out. There's something going on, but I don't know where. You're playing with your telephone, you're playing with your hair. The record seems broken, yeah, I really don't care. Put the windows down, speak it out, really tune it out. second edition the first one went unheard because the digital recorder erased it. so without further ado let me introduce uh, introduce you to tonight's guest the fantastic downtown dj who does my favorite party van damme on sundays his name is dj will hey will hey how's it going josh barber thanks for having me on your show that's going well um we are going to start off with a little background about you being a DJ. How did you get started as a DJ? A quick version. Yeah, no one wants to hear me talk about this forever. <laughs> but um, I guess I, I sort of kind of always was a DJ um, I, without knowing it. I would always bring records wherever I went, even to sleepovers to friends' houses. And um, someone who um, I'm, whom I met at a, at a house party, like I was like... 13 or something like that and I brought uh, 13 or 14 brought a lot of new wave records to um, a uh, to this girl's party and um, a friend of their family was like you're a DJ and I like I didn't even I didn't even really understand that concept that what I was doing was DJing and um, so um, fast forward to um, 1992 I moved to New York and I 
was lucky enough to get to start DJing in clubs before I was even old enough to be in them. <laughs> and now, so many years later, you and I DJ in some of the same places, and we're, there's a whole scene happening in New York. Were you just buying records locally in Austin without any inkling of playing them for other people? You just were amassing them? Were your parents really into music also? My mom used to play me particularly Stevie Wonder and Frankie Valli and the Four Seasons, and I really sort of gravitated towards the whole Stevie Wonder thing. And um, uh, But by the time I was buying records, I was really into New Wave and, um, and industrial stuff. I really loved Skinny Puppy. Um, they were really my favorite band. Uh, and, and Nina Hagen was another one of my favorites. What was the kind of music that you first played when you moved to New York, and what year was it? And what was New York like then? Well, people talk about the early 90s in New York as really a, one of the many heydays of, of club life. Um, uh, I probably, you know what, I can't remember what year I started DJing here. It was probably 95 or 96. Um, and uh, my first residency was upstairs at Flamingo East. Gant Johnson um, introduced me to the owner and helped me get that gig. And then I was really into disco and I played mostly disco. Um, I want to play a song from that uh, from that I used to love to play there all the time. And it's called Chic Cheer by Chic. Was disco big then in New York? I mean, were people really into it as they are now in this disco revival? Or it was just kind of something you were doing on your own? A little of both. You know, people were just into clubs and good stuff. And um, that happened to be what I was into. And so I just sort of, you know, it's what I did. <laughs> This guy's having a big comeback right now, right? In New York. She, 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 she,
We are back. That was uh, I Need You Tonight by Punkin' Machine. Uh, that was my choice, followed by Will's New York Disco choice. That song, I've researched. I don't know all that much about it. Uh, really, the background for that song with me is that I've been doing this Wednesday party at Eastern Block called Good Times. And um, sometimes I do disco stuff. And we're coming up on four years. So maybe at some point, two years ago or three years ago, my friend Kelvin started taking photos. And sometimes he barks these song requests at me. And he was like, you got to play that song. You got to play that song. Either he or Andy, who bartends at the cock and now the monster. The two of them kind of were like, you really have to play this. You have to get this song. It's, it's so amazing. It sounds like the Suzy Q song, but it's not. It's like the outtake. Uh, so I went and I found it. And I loved it. And I researched the vinyl. And it goes. It went for $90 on eBay last week. It was on my saved search. Uh, and, you know, Gant Johnson uh, also plays that song a lot. It's just one of these New York anthems that everyone goes crazy for. I mean, maybe it's like that universally. But um, I love that song. So if you have the vinyl, send it my way. Um, I always play Tonight by Suzy Q. It sounds so similar. But that's, you know, I guess people have their... Uh, various preferences, like some people like the Boney um, uh, uh, version of um, Mar Margarita, and I like the Masara version of Margarita, you know, whatever. Everyone has their own thing. Disco's kind of made a comeback in New York City, uh, I would say. Not just New York City, you know, I traveled over to Istanbul with CDs in tow, because friends were like, bring some dance stuff. And when I went to go put on something Afrojack, they were like, no, we meant disco. Uh, as well as in London, I mean, it doesn't take many music blogs to prove that disco's made this major comeback uh maybe not as far as dance parties go but it certainly has been everywhere especially the past two or three years i'm wondering will as a dance floor resident rather than a east village bar resident what you found and what you've been playing i still have playing disco and i always did even whenever it wasn't in vogue but um I'm I'm glad that people are appreciating it right now. I play it a early and late, sometimes right in the middle of the night. But um, I've been doing a um, I've been playing a lot of. There's a lot of new music that um, that is really inspiring right now. So many awesome producers. But uh, I have to say, I've been really into playing '90s music too. Um, and so um, let's see. Can I play you a, one of my favorite dance floor records from the '90s that I still play now? Yeah, I would love that. You you love playing '90s because you came up in the New York DJ scene playing 90s music, or you love it because people respond to 90s dance music, and that era for dance music was like none other? Both. The answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Okay, well, what are you going to play for us now? This is called Can You Reach by Lime Life, and that's a, it's a Todd Terry project.
so that was uh, Can You Reach by Lime Life, which was a Todd Terry project. Um, hey, Sparber, can you tell me or play for me? No, I want to know a little more about that track. Tell me about that track. It was big. Um, okay. Um, well, I guess it was it was big in New York. I really don't know if it was big everywhere else, but uh, I had it on vinyl, and it was on green vinyl. Lime Life, get it? <laughs> and you still play vinyl. I should let the listeners know, if there are any, that that first track you played, the Chic record, was really a record, and you came over here to my radio studio um, with, you know, vinyls in tow, and... And we'll always play CDs, as do I, but I have been playing MP3s for my portion of this show, and you have remained loyal to vinyl and CDs. Tell me more about that. Um, well, there's a certain sound to vinyl. Um, I have to say, these days, I do prefer playing CDs on CDJs in clubs, and that's because, really, that it's hard to find clubs that maintain their... their turntables well enough to have them be reliable and so I often have a stack of records if I find that the turntables in the club are really working well and sounding great I will play them um, but um, these days it's just, you know it's just the nature of of the beast is such that it's easier to play CDJs and I love all the fun tricks we can do with those as well but I'm glad vinyl's still alive and awesome records keep getting pressed to vinyl I could geek out over this also but to non-DJs, when you go into a club, the equipment, more often than not, has drinks spilled all over it. I mean, these are not the days of, days of DJ booths up high. These are equipment out there in the open that people spill drink after drink after drink on. But that must have happened back in the day with turntables all the time also, I'm guessing, and records. <laughs> I have seen some janky turntables in my day. Like, the, like how many vodka cranberries were poured into some of these turntables that like when you press you know the play button it like it like jumps and then like sort of like you know like like it's like possessed by demons but um i think that uh we should um stop endlessly talking so that we could play some music for these people i want to hear one of your favorite 90s songs that you play now at your um, various dj residencies around new york this track that i queued up is a Masters at Work remix, Masters at Work, very awesome and loved here in New York. You can never go wrong with a Masters at Work track. Uh, this is a D-Light remix that they did, an unreleased one that I somehow got my hands on, uh, kind of thanks to Michael Magnin, the number one D-Light fan in New York City. Uh, and much like with Masters at Work, you can never go wrong play playing D-Light on a dance floor in New York.
That was uh, Bittersweet Loving, the Masters at Work unreleased mix by D-Light, who have never gone out of style in New York. Uh, We've done a few D-Light parties at good times. And, well, you've actually had Kier at your Van Damme party DJing and performing? Um, Yeah, I'm I'm one of the downstairs residents along with Michael Magnan at Van Damme, which happens every Sunday at the greenhouse and at Suzanne Barsh and Kenny Kenny's party. And um, one night um, we had Michael Magnan and, and Lady Care DJ together, and it was so much fun and people loved it. And we um, did a, a repeat of that same concept um, recently, and it was me and Lady Care. And if, if I could have seen myself doing that, if I could have seen into the future when I was a teenager that that was going to happen one day. I just I wouldn't have believed it. And it was so much fun. She was so awesome. Um, Who else of your dance music idols have you met that you would have died to have met when you were younger? Of that same realm, I know you were on Ben Watts' label who did everything about the girl with Tracy Thorne, people like that. Uh, I don't know what your run-ins have been. Bjork, anybody? New York is kind of magical in that kind of everyone makes their way through New York at some point, and everyone's just a person. You run into people, and they're just like you have this vision of, you know, someone who's your idol is they're standing in front of you, and it's they're just a person, and it's you know uh, that's one thing I love about New York. You get to run into a lot of people you admire, and then it it makes them into real people, um, and. Uh, I I I don't know. I've met any number of great people. Gosh, I uh, that's a tough one. <laughs> Who was the first one or like when you were at Flamingo East or Beige or something like that that came up to you in the DJ booth? At one point I uh, met David Morales who had produced uh, by the time I'd met him, he had produced so many of my very favorite records and Mariah Carey had the Mariah Carey David Morales phase happened at that point. Did he make it happen so to speak? That had already happened, yeah. Um, and uh, the reason I got to meet him was um, uh, I ha- had started working with um, a guy called Brian Wright on music, and together we called ourselves Auto Magic, which is now it's now part of my DJ name. I go by DJ Will Auto Magic now because of Facebook. Facebook wouldn't let me be DJ Will, so I had to become DJ Will Auto Magic, and people started like coming up to me in clubs and being like, are you DJ Will Auto Magic? And I was like, I guess so. And that was, that's what it says on flyers. <laughs> but um, I, uh, way back whenever Auto Magic was first starting to make records, we made this record called I'll Be Here. And um, we put this break in it where it sounds, it sort of, it alludes to a Robert Owens track, um, uh, I'll Be Your Friend, which was produced by David Morales. And I brought it into the um, Def Mix offices to play it for one of the label people, and um, that is uh, David Morales' label, yeah, uh, Definity. And uh, so it's playing, and it gets to that break part where it sort of alludes very strongly and, and clearly to, to I'll Be Your Friend by Robert Owens. And um, uh, the, uh, the woman who also runs that label walked into the office and said, how, did I don't remember exactly what her words were, but she was. It was something like, "How dare you!" 
And then, and then she stood there for a minute and she said, okay, how much do you want for this record? We're going to sign it. And, um, and we worked out the deal right there. And so I, I guess I play it. And uh, oh, the vocalist on this record is Nisham, um, who uh, uh, became um, part of The Ones and who, uh, and who used to be Mona Foote and who's just a New York City magic person. So here's I'll Be Here by Automagic featuring Nisham.
you by ESP who I do not know much about but it was my response to your David Morales track with Nisham uh, aka Mona Foot, who you could find to the cock nowadays she's still downtown but has been traveling with the ones touring Europe and they were in Greece last year um, but now we're gonna segue into more dance floor stuff I will 
read me last time we hung out for not going to Van Damme all that often. I have been DJing Sunday evenings at this place called The Randolph, but um, when I was going to Van Damme every single week, Will would always play this uh, this Good Life edit or remix by Inner City uh, that I would sing to my friends. We would all say it to each other because it has a very funny good life part to it. And uh, I didn't know anything about the track uh, until Will told me off mic, but he will retell that story for us since the last show got erased. Um, is this thing on? Okay. Um, this is, <laughs> we're playing this off of vinyl, and this is a white label that the Basement Jacks did of a couple of different tracks. They're kind of um, jacked and awesome kind of remix, re-edit versions of, of uh, various songs, and this one is their um, uh, version of Good Life, which um, I did always used to play at Van Damme about a year ago, which is, I think, the last time you came. I have to say, apart from that, which is not true, Inner City, Good Life, Big Fun, anything by them is another automatic dance floor filler, especially in New York, maybe, maybe everywhere in the world, but especially in New York. If you play Good Life, everybody's going to rush the dance floor. Yes, and uh, but check out how hot the uh, what the basement jacks did to it.
That was um, the Miracle Club with Church Song. One of those, yeah, that's one of those like newer acid tracks. Sounds like it was made sometime in the 90s by Basement Jacks era type people, inner city, but it wasn't. Uh, and before that, Will played a Basement Jacks remix of inner city Good Life. So now we're going to segue into our newer music portion of the evening. Again, I've just been listening to a lot of new disco stuff and that new PJ Harvey, who I'm going to see in concert. I listen to rock and disco and hip-hop and pop. I don't know. I, I, I think of you, Will, as just listening to a lot of dance music all the time, all day, all night. I don't know if that's true or not, though. That's not true at all. Um, at home, I listen to... I probably listen to an entire Carpenters album every day of my life. Really? The Carpenters, I love so much. I sit there and like listen to it and love it. And, um, uh, well, I mean, I listen to a lot of house and club music at home too because I'm researching it, what I'm going to play in the club. And, um, but um, anyway, we were going to play some new songs for each other. Right? No, I want to go back to this Carpenters Every Day, this image of you listening to the Carpenters Every Day, sitting Indian style in your apartment, which I know is covered in records because you're a hoarder. Um, tell me more about this. Okay, yeah. Uh, another thing I listen to at least probably once or twice a week is a Butthole Surfers album. They were one of my very favorite bands when I was a teenager. And everything they did up until Hairway f to Steven is just amazing. And, and in fact, I think in a very strange way, my music production and the the way I play, the the types of house music tracks that I gravitate towards, actually really influenced by the Butthole Surfers. And Gibby Haynes, the lead singer, used to have this echo machine that he would sing into in the studio and he would manipulate it as he was singing into it and he, he would do that on stage too um and uh I, it's uh, the the way he did that i find myself choosing house records that like have a sort of a similar feel to the way he used to have his vocals manipulated can i cue up a butthole surfers track um i thought we were going to play some club um records um which buttholes but what which butthole surfers record were you going to play what's your favorite one the only one I have here on my computer, so you're going to have to listen to it. And then we'll go straight into your house track right after that, as influenced by the Butthole Surfers. Okay, before you play this Butthole Surfers song, I want to tell you about my favorite, favorite one um, by the Butthole Surfers. Is, and I don't know if you have it here, but it's called Creep in the Cellar. And there was a dub version on that same album, Rembrandt Pussy Horse, um, of Creep in the Cellar. It was just called Creep. And it's just like, it's backwards, and it echoes out, and it's like dubbed out, and it's awesome. So um, uh, go out and check it out, people. Yeah, I wish you brought it. I wish you brought it. Maybe we could download it and play it after this next set. This is much more mainstream bottle server. Bobby was a racist, they were all in love with dying. They were doing it in Texas. 
Tommy played piano like a kid out in the rain Then he lost his leg in Dallas, he was dancing with the train They were all in love with dying, they were drinking from a fountain That was pouring like an avalanche coming down the mountain I don't mind the sun sometimes, the images it shows I can taste you on my lips and smell you in my bones Cinnamon and sugar
a Butthole Surfer song that I can say that I probably have never heard the whole way through. That was a little bit after the time um, when I was um, buying all their albums and I just sort of got stuck in all of their stuff up to Hairway to Steven. But um, since we were talking about one of my favorite songs by them, Creep, um, while that song was playing, we went ahead and downloaded it. And I think we're going to play that one now, Creep by the Butthole Surfers. No, there's Creep in the Cellar, and then there's Creep, which is the other version of it. Oh, no, no, you know what? I'm, I'm wrong. It's called In the Cellar. There you go. In the cell, I'm gonna let it in. There's a whole plane brain. Man, should've been. Day. It is a new day. 
Yes. We are together. Primal Scream. We are together. We are together. That is the 10 minute something version of Come Together by Primal Scream, which we came to by way of Will's Butthole Surfer track. Yeah, that was in, in the cellar. <laughs> nice one. That was um, in the cellar by the Butthole Surfers. This is so funny because we didn't really have a plan for what we were going to do tonight. We just were sort of like talking and letting it all take us where I thought we kind of haven't played any new um, club tracks, but we're both club DJs, so it's kind of fun to do it this way, I think. People can hear us play our new club tracks anytime whenever they come out to the club. <laughs> I had a secret plan. I just didn't tell you about it. <laughs> but I did ask you to bring an array of stuff, and you did. You brought a ton of stuff. I want to give some shouts to some of my favorite new producers, though, because um, there are some amazing um, house tracks and, and club tracks coming out by Mike Kicks the Cat and um, Double, Double Dutch and uh, uh, Punks Jump Up and... Double Dutch is from the same town that I grew up in. Which is what town? That is Merrick on Long Island, New York, the same town as Lindsay Lohan. Double Dutch and I ended up DJing in L.A. at Mustache, Munda, Mustache Mondays, and we got to talking from the same town as me, which is so bizarre. That is crazy. Uh, that Mustache Mondays party in L.A. is something else, isn't it? I got to DJ there with... Sean B., who he and I together, we do um, Spank along with Jason Rowe. Sean and I are the DJs of um, of Spank. And then Sean, me, and Jason are Spank, the magazine and the event. And we took it to L.A. one time and DJed at Mustache Mondays. So that party was off the hook. Ah, I loved it. Um, when is this podcast going to be broadcast? Because Spank has a party on Saturday. Who knows when it's going to well, Anyway, <laughs> if... Okay. Um, in any case, so what? Wh um, that last song you played um, reminded me of something, and it, it, it was also something we discussed that we wanted to play each other sort of end of the night songs. And one of my favorite favorite songs to play at the end of the night is "Little Fluffy Clouds" by the Orb, the Pal Joey remix. The first time I ever heard this song was at the Loft, which is what David Mancuso does. It's a party he's been doing since the early 70s and it still happens in new york it's kind of amazing and i heard this song there and it blew my mind and i play it at, like every other time i dj i probably play it as the last song or, or near the end of the night what were the skies like when you were young they ran on forever that when i we lived in arizona and the skies always had little fluffy clouds in them and uh they were long and clear and there were lots of stars at night and uh, when it would rain it would all turn it, they were beautiful the most beautiful skies as a matter of fact uh, the sunsets were purple and red and yellow and on fire and the clouds would catch the colors everywhere that's it, neat because i used to look at them all the time when i was little you don't see that
voguing on my couch right now.
That was I Need Love by Hot Toddy. T-O-D-D-Y. A friend from Turkey passed that one to me. Uh, and that's my end of the night track, kind of tripping out on the floor in the DJ booth. Uh, and that was preceded by Little Fluffy Clouds, the Pal Joey mix that Will played, that Will always plays at the end of the night at Van Dam and elsewhere. Um, so since we've done this sort of end of the night thing, and that last song you played reminded me of um, this record uh, that I have queued up on vinyl by David Joseph called You Can't Hide. And part of the reason I want to play this is because I always want to show people this record, this amazing record. But if you show people, like if you're like, Go on YouTube and try to find this record. You you cannot find this version. No one has uploaded this version um, to YouTube that's here on the 12-inch single. So let's play it right now.
That is it. This is uh, Sparber with DJ Will. We're signing out for the evening. We're headed out to a party here in New York City. We hope you enjoyed our experiments in podcasting. Sorry if we were a little down or geeky talking about fucking liquor on the turntables and what underwear color David Morales has. We didn't talk about that, but we are drinking beers. I guess that's... Um. Okay, good night, everybody. <laughs> We're drinking beers and eating Himalayan food. And we'll be back. We had a really good time. We're going to do this again. Uh, and in the meantime, if you're in New York City, head to Van Damme on a Sunday. Will does every other Sunday in the basement. I do every Wednesday at Eastern Block for my party called Good Times. And we're both doing the upcoming Black Party Expo. Friday for me, Saturday for Will and Sean. Spank. Spank. Yeah, that's my other thing I do besides Van Damme is Spank. What are your other things you do, Josh? I DJ at the Randolph. I travel for hire. I do weddings on occasion. It's all very exciting. You're cool. Okay, good night. <laughs>